Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? Sorry about your damn luck. I deserve one more match. It's going to be the end of the world as you know it. Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio for July 29, 2014. I am your host with the most Bleacher Report featured columnist Graham Gison Matthews, a blockbuster show on tap for you folks here today, as I will be airing part one of a two-part interview with my very good friend John at Heel by Design on Twitter. We sat down a couple of weeks ago when we went camping in Saugerties, New York, and this Part 1 will be going in-depth on the WWE Network and breaking it down aspect by aspect, piece by piece, from beyond the ring to the live pay-per-views to even Total Divas we get into. A lot of great stuff, a big one-hour discussion will be aired here today, so don't miss it. But before we get into that, I want to briefly, briefly discuss two very hot topics in the world of wrestling, specifically from Sunday and Monday morning. Um, a lot of big stuff happening in, within the course of those 12 hours. But um, And I won't get into my Raw review here on this show. If you want my thoughts on Raw, you can check out my full written review of the show up on my website, nextairwrestling.weebly.com. Personally, I'll just give my brief thoughts here in a nutshell. I thought it was a great show. A lot of awesome build for SummerSlam. It was the most the most in-ring heavy show in, in terms of in-ring action. But I thought it was a very good show in building my excitement personally for SummerSlam, which has always been seen as one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, as it should be. But um, the last few pay-per-views of SummerSlam dating back to 2011 have been great. This year's installment looks to be no different. We've got Ambrose versus Rollins. And of course, not all of this is confirmed, but this is what it's going to be looking like. We've got Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. John Cena versus Brock Lesnar 2. This time for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Just confirmed, Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon. Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Page versus AJ for the Divas Championship, and much more. So I very much look forward to the show. It's shaping up to be a stellar event on paper, so I look forward to it. But highlights from Raw, go out of your way to watch the opening segment with John Cena, Paul Heyman, and Cesaro. Great stuff, leading into an excellent matchup. Um, exceeded my expectations, or probably met to over-exceeded them. But um, John Cena versus Cesaro, much like their Raw match from a couple of months ago back in February, I thought this was a great contest. Go out of your way to check out this matchup. And it's great to see Cesaro back on track. Hopefully, this opens the eyes of officials in that, hey, this guy shouldn't be treated as a throwaway mid-card guy. So I look forward to the rise of Cesaro. And great work from both he and Cena in this contest. Another very good matchup between Jericho and Rollins. A very refreshing contest, as I believe this was the first ever one-on-one meeting between Jericho and Rollins. So that was great stuff. Um, didn't have a clean finish, but that was probably for the better. You can save that for a future feud between the two down the line, maybe even later this year. I know Jericho is leaving probably right after Night of the Champions, but um, even still, though, a great matchup between Jericho and Rollins here. Um, what else do we have on the show last night? We had a very funny segment with Jericho and the Authority, a nice, uh, a nice throwback to their old segments between Stephanie and Jericho from the early 2000s, and a great main event segment 
with Brie Bella and Stephanie. And who would think that in 2014, that one of the highlights of Raw for me personally would be something involving Stephanie and Brie Bella of all people. But I thought this was a hot segment. I know Brie Bella gets, says bitch a lot just to get a reaction out of the people. But it works every time. I'm a puppet. I fall for it. I thought it was great. Especially when Stephanie slapped Brie Bella right across the face. And she went crashing to the mat. Um, down at ringside. So I, I thought that was great personally. It really built a lot of tension between these two. Building this up as one of the marquee matches, believe it or not, for SummerSlam. So I thought that was really good. Um, but yeah, overall, a really good episode of Raw last night. I enjoyed it. I give it a thumbs up. Like I said before, for my full thoughts on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, you can check it out at nextairwrestling.weebly.com for my full Raw review for July 28th, 2014. But let's get into my brief thoughts here on uh, two major discussions in the wrestling world over the last number of days. First, with Prince Devitt signing with WWE officially as of this Monday morning. Um, WWE confirmed it on their website, and this has been rumored going back months ago, but it's great to finally see it confirmed, especially after it was confirmed that Kenta is coming to the WWE. Um, that was confirmed a few weeks ago as well. Prince Devitt, I'm not going to be a bandwagon fan and say I've watched all of his matches on the indies and stuff like that. I probably haven't seen a single one of his matches, but based off what I've seen um, on YouTube and what I've heard from him and uh, or what I've heard from his fans and fellow pro wrestling fans and stuff like that, he's a great talent. So it's a huge asset to the WWE for them to be signing him to a contract um, and especially to NXT where he can flourish, he can come up, he can improve his English if he has any problem with, with his English whatsoever. I think Kenta does and he might need a mouthpiece, but... Prince Dev, I don't know where he lies on that front. But either way, though, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, he's a blockbuster acquisition for WWE. Great to see him signed by the company. And I'm even more ecstatic to see him clash with someone like an Adrian Neville, who he has a lot of history with um, on the indie scene. So, so to see those guys going at it, especially over the NXT Championship at some point, would be amazing. Hopefully he hasn't kept in NXT too long. I know he needs to get used to the quote-unquote WWE style. But um, hopefully after that runs its course, we can see him on the main roster along with Kenta. And just imagine an NXT landscape involving Kenta, Prince Devitt, and Kevin Steen, who is also rumored to be joining WWE within the next few weeks or even within the next month or so. So that's going to be great. Um, same thing with Kevin Steen, but unlike Kenta and Prince Devitt, though, I have seen a number of Kevin Steen's matches. Um, I've said this here on the show before, but I've been watching ROH on a weekly basis, actually, since about mid-May. I watched the War of the Worlds pay-per-view. I thought that was great. I really enjoyed the Best in the World pay-per-view. I also tend to catch the ROH TV shows every once in a while as well. So with that being said, um, I enjoyed his matches with Silas Young. I enjoyed his matches with whoever he faces the best in the world. His name escapes me. Um, but he also had a tag team matchup against Homicide and his tag team partner on an episode of ROH TV a couple of weeks ago. But the guy is great in the ring, on the mic. He's a great asset to WWE as well. I don't know if they would announce his signing. I know they want to announce the signings of Prince Devitt and Kenta because they're big overseas. They have marquee name value and stuff like that. Kevin Seen does as well, but he's a very well-known American talent, and it wasn't like they announced that they had signed Daniel Bryan, um, a.k.a. Brian Danielson back in 09, and they didn't do that kind of stuff back in the day anyway. Nowadays, it's all about the social media and getting people intrigued and driving people to their YouTube channel and stuff like that, driving people to their website. I understand that. Um, same thing, they did the same thing with Prince Devitt just this past Monday. Um, they didn't do that with Daniel Bryan. They didn't even do it with uh, El Generico, a.k.a. 
uh, what's his, Jesus Christ, his name escapes me, Sami Zayn, I don't know how I forgot that, but they didn't do anything remotely similar to that, maybe because they knew that he wouldn't have the same gimmick, I don't know if Kevin Seen would, same thing with Kenta and Prince Devitt, hopefully they don't change up their names slash gimmicks too much, but um, that being said though, I can easily just see Steen quietly um, signed to a contract by WWE. I know he cut a promo over the weekend at an ROH event. Something similar to what El Generico said when he left ROH or the indie scene back in 2012 and signed with WWE. So with that being said, here's hoping that uh, we see all three of these guys in NXT very, very soon, which could lead to a blockbuster series of matches involving all three guys. So that's Blockbuster Story. That's the uh, hot discussion topic in wrestling, number one. Number two, of course, and how can I forget this, is TNA being canceled by Spike TV. Of course, at this point, it's just gospel. It's just rumor. No truth with it at this point in time. There's a lot of different contradicting reports from uh, Viacom, the parent company of Spike TV, people from Spike TV, from Dixie Carter, the head of Impact, the head of uh, TNA Wrestling, um, from Bob Ryder, who was an official in TNA. A lot of contradicting reports. I know TMZ put up a report on Sunday night, or even before that, there was a news report broken on WrestlingWorld.com. I can't remember the source exactly, but there was a rumor going around from a credible wrestling site that broke the news that Impact Wrestling had been canceled by Spike TV after the on ongoing negotiations had not gotten anywhere. And then TMZ broke a story a short while later saying they had been canned by Spike TV, they could not come to terms on a deal, and that they have until October to find a new network home. So like I said before, Dixie Carter went into Twitter on Monday, as did a few people from TNA, as did Viacom. Viacom didn't directly, um, didn't directly talk about, discuss the negotiations, or they did, they did not confirm nor deny the rumor of Impact being canned by Spike TV since they can't comment on ongoing negotiations between um, them and whoever the, you know, the owner of the show is, whatever. But um, that being said, though, so there's a lot of contradicting reports. There's no truth as of right now. But if there is truth to this, if it is indeed true, and it's slowly looking like it, it is, and that Spike TV does not want to re-sign with Impact, then it does suck for TNA. I'm not going to jump to the, I'm not going to jump conclusions here, jump to conclusions, and um, just overreact and saying that TNA is going out of business. And here's the thing too: there's a couple of uh, you know, the, there's a, a couple of ways that you can look at this. And I said this on Twitter on Sunday night. You can go back and check out the tweets. And speaking of Twitter from Sunday night, a lot of people were tweeting some pretty hilarious stuff when it comes to the uh, the closing, so to speak, of TNA and the imminent doom of the company and where they're going and if they're going out of business and if they would be signed to the History Channel or Disney Channel. A lot of hilarious stuff from people on Twitter on Sunday night. That was probably the highlight this entire uh, this story regarding TNA. And, and Impact was even trending worldwide on Sunday night. Impact Wrestling was trending worldwide for the first time in forever, if ever, um, to my memory anyway. But anyway, um, I personally, I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again, as much as I've criticized TNA in the past, as well as many people have, and rightfully so, they've done a lot of stupid shit over the years, most notably since the Hogan era in 2010, they've done a lot of stupid shit. Like I said, they deserve... All the hate they get sometimes, sometimes not rightfully so, a lot of the times rightfully so. But there is a reason why I continue to watch TNA. There's a, continu there's a reason why I continue to watch the product. I've been watching weekly. For the most part, there was at one point from 2009 to 2010 that I could not watch weekly. Um, and I just kind of tuned into the pay-per-view results. I would look it up sometimes. And it's just funny thinking back on it now because nowadays I would never do that. 
But anyway, though, I've been watching TNA religiously for the most part over the last six years. Um, I like a lot of the talent there. And the biggest part coming out of this is that I just simply don't want to see anyone out of a job. You can't assume that if TNA was to be go out of, was to go out of business, that WWE would sign half these people, if any of these people. Let's be realistic here. Um, if people are hoping that TNA should go out of business, so the top guys like a Bobby Roode or a Jeff Hardy or a Kurt Angle, I could see Kurt Angle going back. He's been very vocal about going back to the WWE, so I could see him going back, regardless of whether TNA goes out of business or not. His contract expires in September, and uh, once that contract expires, it's looking likely that he will be leaving. It's not confirmed yet. He still hasn't made up his his decision, according to his uh, interview on Jim Ross's podcast from a few weeks ago. But that being said, though, I could very easily see him going. But anyway, though, most of the great talent that I love watching in TNA every single week that I tune in for, and it's not just because of these people, but they are the biggest highlights from the show, and if they weren't on, then I, I would be less inclined to watch, but I do have to review the show every week, so I do kind of have a a reason to watch each week, but anyway, people like in Austin Aries, like a James Storm, like a Bobby Roode, even a fan of Jeff Hardy am I, um, I tune into the show every week for these people, and to not see them on TV every week would suck, and that they would get lost in the indie scene and stuff like that, they're too talented to be on the indie scene, you could say the same thing about an AJ Styles, and I really wish that he could have stayed with TNA, but if he wasn't going to be treated right by them, if he wasn't going to be paid the amount of money that he was looking for, then he had every reason, he had every right to leave, so I don't blame him for that, but if you think for two seconds that TNA going out of business means that most of the roster, all these talented guys, are going to be jumping ship to WWE, you're out of your mind. If WWE didn't even take a second glance at AJ Styles, didn't contact him about coming into their company, then there's not a chance at all, not a chance in hell, Mr. McMahon's theme song here, just quoting that, um, that they would take a look at a guy like Rude or James Storm, especially if most of those guys are in their 30s or late 30s. Someone asked me on my YouTube show, hashtag AskGSM the other day, um, Jared, shout out to him, great guy, that if AJ Styles or Christopher Daniels or Steve Carino, even from ROH, if any of those guys should be signed by WWE for one last run. And the truth of the matter is, is that they wouldn't be. WWE is not interested, for the most part, I know they signed Prince Devitt and Kenta and stuff like that, but that gets them a lot of international exposure. So that's mostly the reason why they signed them, in addition to the fact they're you know pretty damn good. But um, that aside, though, they're not looking for you know established guys outside of their company, especially that someone that has that TNA stench that lasts 10 years for someone like a Styles or a Daniels or a Rude or a Storm. They're looked at as TNA guys for the most part, and WWE wants nothing to do with them. They are more focused than ever on building up their own talent via the Performance Center, and they've been doing that. They would much rather take a football player who has no wrestling background whatsoever, has no knowledge of the product whatsoever, and build them up to be a future star, a future John Cena in the company, than rather than take a look at someone like an AJ Styles or a Samoa Joe, or a Bobby Roode, people that have been successful elsewhere. They wouldn't take a second glance at those people because they want to weed out the indie guys, so to speak. That might be one of the reasons why they didn't sign the Wolves, or the Pitbulls, or whatever they called them on the episode of NXT back in uh, late 2013. And they're the current World Tag Team Champions <laughs> in, in TNA now, which is kind of funny to think about. 
But um, that being said, though, I don't want to see TNA go out of business. If anything, um, for years now, I've been very low, so to speak, I guess, on Spike TV. I've never been an avid viewer of the network. Maybe I'm biased because I love the USA Network so much. And I was happy to see that USA had signed with WWE once again. They had re-signed their television deal earlier this year. I know the stock plummeted and all that bullshit, and they had to go through budget cuts, and they couldn't triple their TV deal. But I was glad they stayed with USA because they're such a great network or NBC or whatever. Um, I think USA is great, so I'm glad that Raw's staying there. Spike TV, on the other hand, they haven't had great programming in years. Um, so I'm just not a fan. I'm, I'm not a fan of tuning into Impact Wrestling and with lead-ins of cops and cops afterwards. It's just, what does that network have aside from cops? Maybe some people like it. Um, just my personal opinion, I'm just not a fan of Spike TV. So I, for one, am glad that Spike TV is canning Impact Wrestling, if only because Impact Wrestling could get better promotion elsewhere. What the hell has Spike TV done for TNA? This is not all Spike TV's fault. I know TNA has no product awareness whatsoever, and they're terrible at that. They had Hulk Hogan in their fucking hands, and they didn't use the guy to the best of their ability. This is Hulk Hogan, one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in wrestling today, if ever, I mean the wrestling industry, and he did nothing to promote the company that he worked for for three and a half years. And that's ridiculous. So with that being said, though, um, it's, it's not all Spike TV's fault, but it is part of their fault. Because you would watch Impact, um, for people like me that would watch it every week, you would see a Mike Tenay promoting the shit out of Bellator, all the crap that's coming up on their network next. They would promote the shit out of all the MMA shows that they have on Spike TV, which is great. I love MMA. I'm a big UFC fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if TNA is going to help Spike promote all this shit on their network, the least Spike could do is promote TNA in return. So here's hoping that they are indeed done with Spike TV, but I'm not saying that, I'm not saying in, in that they should go out of business. I'm saying that in the sense that they should re-sign with another network. What network that is, I have no idea. But Impact Wrestling does a steady 1 million viewers every single week. Say what you will about the product, but the... But the ratings, for the most part, over the last 5-10 years, have stayed pretty steady. I know maybe at one point they might have been higher. I understand that. Maybe they drop .0 of a point every year. I don't give a flying shit. I don't give a flying fuck, to be quite honest with you. I'm just saying that, for the most part, keyword there, the ratings have stayed consistent over the last 5, 6, 7, 8 years. So with that being said, I could definitely see a lesser-known network picking them up. Whatever it is, I know TNA might have to go through some budget cuts and whatever else. Do whatever you have to do to maintain a presence on television. I would hate to see a lot of guys go out of business and see my favorite wrestlers, people like in Austin Aries or a Bobby Roode or a James Storm, have to wrestle on the indies. Because I know for a chance, I know for almost a fact... They would not be looked at by WWE at all. WWE, they have enough people already as it is that they aren't doing anything with. A Bobby Roode or an Austin Aries, if they were to be signed, they'd be freaking jobbing on superstars if they were even going to make it to the roster. They would spend 10 years in NXT before they were ever called up. And at the age that they're at, in their mid-30s, late-30s, it's too late. It sucks, but it's the honest-to-God truth. And uh, the final point that I want to make on this discussion, would WWE buy out TNA? Um, I highly doubt it. A lot of people were commenting that. Jokingly, I understand that. But for people that were seriously considering WWE purchasing TNA, why would Vince McMahon care? They have never seen TNA as a competitor. At least WCW for quite a while was a second-tier company, if not better than WWE, um, you know, surpassing them in ratings and stuff like that for a number of years um, in the in the late 90s, during the Monday Night Wars. For, so for them to purchase WCW was a big freaking deal. 
not enough people watch TNA nowadays, if ever. I mean, TNA doesn't have enough awareness in the eyes of the wrestling fans to be considered a big deal by WWE. Like I said before, they've never been considered a competitor, just an alternative. And that's the key word there. I've been saying this forever, but TNA should strive to be an alternative to WWE, strive to be different. And they've successfully done that in recent weeks with the recent episodes of Impact in New York. It may have proved them in too little too late, but I for one have enjoyed the New York tapings that TNA has put on over the last few weeks, and I look forward to Destination X on Thursday, which looks to be great as well. But that being said, though, WWE buying up TNA is just a mind-boggling thought. Will it ever happen? I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's completely out of the question. I just don't see it happening, to be quite honest with you. The only reason, and I know there are rumors of this happening today, or of it, of the possibility of it happening, the only reason WWE would ever consider buying at TNA is for their video library. Especially with the network now, um, they might want to consider adding that stuff to the library. I've seen a lot of people say, on you know, from coming from both sides, that it would be a great thing for the network, or it would lead to DVD sales. If they purchase, if they purchase a TNA video library and they put out a DVD on TNA, it wouldn't sell any fucking views whatsoever. It might sell a few people that you know that currently watch TNA, but aside from that, it's not going to do big business. It's not WCW. WWE still sells WCW DVDs to this day, 15 years after they went out of business, and the WCW DVDs are sometimes selling even better than the WWE DVDs. So that says a lot about WCW, despite the fact how much they bury WCW and how quote-unquote terrible it was, and it was at times in its later years, how terrible it was um, during its existence. But that being said, though, I mean, it le might lead to some increase in subscribers for the network, but for the most part, there's not enough foot footage from TNA, not a lot of classic footage that WWE, it's worth buying. They might have some good stuff in the early years, especially for someone like a Sting who is coming on, who is more than likely on board. I'm 99% confident about that. That Sting is on board with WWE. I mean, I know he was at Comic-Con. He's got his own merchandise. He's in the video game. Stuff like that. But that being said, though, um, what was I getting at here? Oh, yeah, they might purchase the TNA Video Library, if anything, for, for footage of Sting or maybe for someone like a Kurt Angle. Maybe. But otherwise, I mean, stuff from the last few years, why the hell would they give that a second glance? There's nothing from the last five, six, seven, eight years that is really anything all that good. All the best TNA footage is from their first few years, because everything in the last five years or so has been complete shit, um, especially during the Hogan era. So it, no one would have any interest in purchasing that. Maybe some stuff from the early careers of Sting and Angle and some people that have passed through TNA, but WWE hasn't even bothered to ever mention TNA on their product. So why would they consider buying out their video library if their fans if they've taught their fans to completely ignore that company for oh so many years. You know what I mean? So that's the only reason I would see out I, I, I could see WWE buying TNA if only for their video library. And I don't even see that as a big possibility. But anyway, those are my thoughts on TNA being canned by Spike TV. Here's hoping we can get some more uh, facts regarding this story within the next couple of weeks. But uh, in my personal opinion, best of luck to TNA in finding a new home or a new network for Impact Wrestling. So, with all that being said, we're going to segue into my brief interview. Brief. Uh, <laughs> it's an hour long, Jesus. Uh, my hour long interview with my very good friend, Jean. He's a diehard wrestling fan. You may know him from Twitter, at Heel by Design. He's got a lot of controversial thoughts on Raw, WWE as a whole, TNA, everything. So, go follow him on Twitter, at Heel by Design. Like I said last week, we went camping together in the Saugerties, New York area. 
not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, went to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I put on some footage of that on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. But we sat down for two hours on that Saturday night, on the night, I think, of the 19th for two straight hours. And we could have gone on even longer had it not been past midnight. But um, in the first hour, we kind of split it up into two different parts, and part two will be airing next week. Part one talks about the WWE Network. I didn't think it would be as long as a conversation as it was, but we talked about everything on the network, from the live pay-per-views, from the on-demand content, to the Beyond the Ring, Legends of Wrestling, Countdown, NXT, everything that is available on the network, we break it down for you. And when I say I break it down, we broke it down DX style on the WWE Network. It was a great, stimulating conversation that you're going to very much enjoy. I am sure of that. So make sure to check out at Heal by Design on Twitter. And um, make sure to enjoy the interview. Like I said, part two will be up next week. We talk about the current landscape of WWE. But for now, enjoy this conversation between me and John discussing the WWE Network. Graham Jason Matthews sitting here with John Nichols, a.k.a. at Here by Design on the Twitter. John, how you doing today? I'm all right, Graham. Hanging in there. How about you? Doing good. We've been planning this podcast for a long time. A long time. You know, you and I don't get together too often, but when we do, we create magic. We've been talking because we've been camping out here in Saugerties, New York. Yep. near the KO campsite for the last 24 hours. And we've talked wrestling on a number of occasions over the last 24 hours. And I was worried that after everything we talked about, that we would have no material here today. But I'm hoping... We have enough fresh material to talk about that we have not touched upon yet. We, like, we've only talked about some things like the WWE Network, Sting, Kurt Angle, TNA, WWE right now, The Shield, everything. But not everything. So we're going to talk about it right now. A lot but, of topics to cover. Absolutely. A lot of opinionated arguments as well. Because anyone that follows you on Twitter, at Kill by Design, follow right now if you haven't already. They know that you're a man of many opinions. Um, I was recently just repackaged, <laughs> repackaged, quote unquote. If you're familiar with the old Twitter, Heel by Design, that is. Um, I created the Heel by Design persona um, on Twitter, and uh, I was very uncensored. It was actually kind of obnoxious. I thought no one's gonna value my opinion if I'm just throwing the f bomb out there. So I figure I'll repackage my Twitter and uh, maybe be a little more credible mm -hmm. on the Twitter machine. Well, even before going beyond that, okay, before we get into the streak. No. WWE, TNA, everything. Yeah. Let's go back to the basics here for a second. For those that don't know you, for those that don't follow you on Twitter, which they should, but let's go back years ago, okay? History, history. History, dating back to you personally when you started watching wrestling. I want you to introduce you. I want you to introduce yourself to the fan base of WrestleRant Radio because you've been on the show before. You go back and listen to the show the day after, or the two days after WrestleMania. You were briefly on the show talking about WrestleMania 30. We didn't even scratch the surface that night. Not That's why I want to have you back on. Yeah, exactly. Close. That's why I want to have you back on today. But you were on that show. You know, we hosted Save Us GSM for a while. You were, on, you were even on Spoilers for a while as well. But I don't think people know who John Nichols is. So introduce yourself. What got you into wrestling? The basics of John Nichols, okay? Right. So my name is John Nichols. I'm from Hamden, Connecticut. And um, so it, it all goes back to really me and my... Uh, good buddy, my childhood friend Brett Owers. Him and I loved the uh, SmackDown vs. Raw video game series. But he and I just thought, you know, it was stuff of myth, you know, just, oh, wrestling. We had no idea that it was on uh, television or that it had history at all. We had no idea what professional wrestling was. One day, I'm at his house and uh, we were clicking through the channels and we see Booker T, <laughs> one of our favorite wrestling characters on SmackDown vs. Raw. 
We see Booker T talking to, I, I believe it was Big Show at the time. Big we, Show. We marked out. We're like, oh my gosh, this is a television show? And this had to be in 2004. But then I kind of I lost touch. Ten years ago. Well, yeah. Oh, ten years now. A decade. But I lost touch with it for a little bit. And it wasn't until um, leading up to WrestleMania uh, 22 in 2006 where I really grasped my fandom again. Um, I remember watching a segment... Between Mick Foley and Edge, and uh, it was leading up to their hardcore, leading match. up to their match at WrestleMania, okay. and it was just a completely, it was a great Raw. I remember Mick Foley brought the baseball bat with the barbed wire wrapped around it, mm-hmm. and oh, I was enthralled in what I was watching. I started watching more and more, and I've been watching. It's been how, eight years now. Eight I've been, years, I've been a fan yeah. of it for eight years, yeah. and uh, it's it's. There's no, there's, there's nothing better than professional wrestling. It's at everything you could ever want. You know, it's when it comes down to it, everyone wants to be entertained. That's mm-hmm. why you watch television. That's why you go to the movies. And WWE has the entertainment factor. You know, when it, what it all centers to square one is being surprised. Mm-hmm. People love to have their intelligence questioned. The shock value. The shock exactly. value, and that's that's my favorite part. To, I consider myself a smart fan, but when Vince McMahon can slap me on the wrist and say, no, 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 that's why I watch the show. So. Exactly. Well, because your knowledge, obviously, if you haven't already told in the five minutes that we've already been talking for, your knowledge of the business of professional wrestling, of the product, goes far beyond casual viewers that have been watching for the last eight years. I mean, if you've been watching for eight years, you should be more than a casual fan, and you yeah. are, obviously. I started watching in 08. You only started watching in 06, only two years prior. Yep. But like I just said, your knowledge goes far beyond that. You were just informing me before we went on here. We were watching the Legends of Wrestling, yep. the WWE Network, yep. which I had yet to watch, oh. and which was great. We watched the first 20, 30 minutes. Yep. Great show. We'll probably watch the rest of it after this. Yeah. <laughs> that, you are watching other stuff on the network, the Beyond the Ring specials. We'll get to the WWE Network in a little while. Reading the books. You introduced me to the Rise and Fall of the WCW CW. book four or five years ago. Great book. Definitely recommend checking that out for anyone that likes... You don't even have to be a, a big reader. You don't even have to be a great reader in order was, to read that It was that actually... Book. That book is a very quick read. I'm not a big reader at all. I, I, it was only like 300 pages, it, it, but if you're interested in what the material is and it's very intriguing, then it goes right quick. If you're a fan... Exactly. To me, as a fan reading, I had no idea what the hell WCW was. Yeah. And, and I, I, was, I, I was... Just knew I the was, pure I basics. I was glued to it. I couldn't put it down. Yeah. And so I, that, that book taught me a lot, especially the ins and outs and the behind-the-scenes goings-on of WCW in the late 90s. But, um... Exactly, but you know everything there is to know about WWE, the history, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s, current era, of course, WCW, like you just said, ECW even, but your knowledge expands even far beyond that's even more than I even know, I'm not even saying I know a lot, I I know way uh, way less than a lot of people do regarding that kind of stuff. That is truly a compliment coming from Graham, who I would say is the (laughs) the ultimate wrestler. Okay, okay, I love this, I love this shit just as much as you, John. But I'm talking about the territorial stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, it's amazing, John, how much you've just told me in the last 24 hours, and you've told me about this in the past, but about the AWA, about the NWA, the wrestling, the history of wrestling. Like, yep. you have to be a diehard fan. We both are. We both know that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, the fact that your knowledge expands just beyond the basics is purely well, impressive. Well, can I just plug the WWE Network really quick? I go mean, right ahead. All right. As a fan... and having, We'll get into that next, but go right ahead. Well... I'm just going to shortly say, as yep. a fan who now has access to all of that information that you only heard about, you know, exactly. maybe mentioned by a couple, 
you know, a couple friends who watched wrestling, but you never had access to all that information. So mm-hmm. now that it's all at your fingertips on your mobile phone, on your laptop, on your PlayStation, it, I'm like a sponge, man. Like watching all the Legends of Wrestling countdowns, WrestleMania rewinds. You know, you get all that information you never had. You know, back back then before the networking. <laughs> Well, seven months ago, <laughs> yeah. the product that was current was the product you watch. If you bought the DVDs, God bless, but uh, now that I have all this at my fingertips, I'm a sponge. I love soaking it all in. The WWE Network, I think, has been one of the greatest things that WWE has done in a long time. And even before we get into that, I mean, just a few hours ago, and we went here three years ago as well, that we've gone camping here a number of times over the last ten years, and I've known you far beyond when we were, you know, both got into wrestling, because when I became a wrestling fan... And I remember that you were a fan, and then we started connecting from yeah. there, of course. But And we've gone camping here a number of times. But the last time that we were here, in 2011, August 2011, we went to the Hall of Fame for the first time. Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I loved it then, but I would say, can honestly say, I even enjoyed it more now, knowing more about the business than I did three years three ago. Years and your ago. knowledge of the product, of the business, expands every single day with everything that you watch on the network, that you watch on Raw, SmackDown, whatever, you know, the more that you read about online and whatever, it just keeps on going further and further and just being there. And it's amazing, too, because a lot of people just don't know about it. And you mentioned this to me when we were there, is that it's in such a discreet location that's not in, like, New York City, like, where the, you know... Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. You know, like, you know, it's something like a popular attraction mm-hmm. where it would be located. This is, like, in the middle of nowhere. And had it been, you know, if it were to be in a more popular tourism location, it probably would get more visitors, you know? The Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame is a, it's a treasure, all right? Absolute it is, treasure. It is the mecca of, you know, professional wrestling history. And they're not paying us to say any of this. No, we're just no. saying this, this is, purely this from experience. This is all our We were there this afternoon. We went yep. back for the second time. And I just want to say the reason why it's so, it's 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 an experience. I I can only urge anyone listening right now, Amsterdam, New York. You will make an afternoon of it. Me and Graham got pizza and wings right it's after. It's great. It was, it's it, great. Oh, it's it's we. But it's but you have to take everything in when you're there. You can't just walk through. You can't just not, not like that guy and the kid. Yeah. I understand at that age what you know why. I mean, you're not going to read through everything or you know appreciate it all. I didn't even think they went up to the top floor. Nah. You can't you can't just glance over everything. You gotta perfect. soak it in. Like really, that is history. You really have that to go history. through. You have to appreciate everything for what it is. Like we, me, me. How long were we there for today? An hour and a half. Hour, maybe, hour and a half. Two, easily, maybe, maybe two. Maybe. If, extending the conversation that we had with one of the owners there for as long as we were there, we probably didn't even scrape the surface of everything. We not could at have. all. Not and at we, all. We we were diligent in our going through going through. It's a it's a it's a two story building, mm-hmm. and um, they have they have more stuff on the third floor, but. Uh, we didn't. We didn't even scrape the surface of what is the information there is truly available available to us. So, but it's a great experience. Amsterdam, New York. If you guys are listening, great time. Make a weekend out of it. Um, it's it's awesome there. There's just so much material there, and I made this comment when we were talking to the guy that was there. Um, that it is basically a real life version of the WWE Network with all the material, all the merchandise, all the memorabilia. And I don't know if we'll get to it right now, and I, I want to move ahead to the WWE Network. But with the Hall of Fame, hopefully they can make something of it, like a legitimate, tangible Hall of Fame, as you said today. Um, personally speaking, I would love to see in Connecticut, given the fact that WWE is Connecticut. Yep. That being said, though, we talked about this before, it'd probably be in a more popular location like Miami or something, or Orlando or whatever. A lot of tourists. Where the attention. performance center is, and, and NXT, and... 
mean, there's a lot of bugs here right now because we're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> sorry. So, sorry about that. We also have a shitty-ass fan uh, yeah. right above us, so if there's some make noise little, in the background. Making a little bit of noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's a great location. Definitely suggest checking that out. But from there, we'll segue right into the WWE Network, okay? So this has been dating back for, like, for three or four years now, okay? I remember sitting there. I think it might have been the Labor Day Raw or the week after. Our commercial comes up for the WWE Network, yep. and we're both thinking it's going to be a cable channel. That's what I was hoping. That's what it was going to be for a while, yeah. And then, and I'll get into this in a second, too, but it ended up becoming the Netflix for wrestling. wrestling. And I personally, and you were, you were hoping, you were a little bit disappointed, you wanted to see it as a cable channel. For me personally, being at college and whatnot, not being able to like get a cable channel, because I would never be home to watch it, you know? And it's so great, and it wouldn't have the Netflix layout that it does that it does now, yeah. and that you can watch anything that you want at any point in time. It's great. You can watch it on your phone. Like, if it was a cable channel, you wouldn't be able to do that. So that's why I personally was happy that it was ended up becoming what the what a Netflix for the WWE, because I could watch it anywhere at any time. So have your thoughts changed since the last time we talked about that? Well, those commercials, they, they go back to you know, fall 2012, and they were saying... 2011. 2011. 2011. Oh, wow, so... Yeah. And it came out, what, three, I guess, two and a half years later. Uh, yes. Uh, so yep. so my, my feelings in late 2011 were, were definitely skewed in that cable television felt safe to me. No, no, I'm saying that you but, were saying that even, even as a couple of months ago. Well, all right. Well, I was and gonna, I was gonna get it. I was gonna get into that. Um, I I, I was definitely wrong. Okay. Right? Now here's why I think I was wrong, and that even up until when I purchased the uh, WWE Network, I wanted it to be a cable ca- cable provided product. So you can watch it on your TV. Exactly. Yeah. And um, but the reason why it has to be the format it is, the, why it has to be an online product. Is because if WWE wants to be at the forefront of innovation in the exactly. wrestling world, it has to be you know the newest, the the, the most modern, the quickest. So mm-hmm. on to what you can't ask for anything better than what you got. So I'm really I'm really satisfied with the uh, the WWE Network. With it being on the platform that it is now, if it wasn't a cable channel platform, we wouldn't have been sitting here watching well, Legends exactly. of Wrestling. The laptop, exactly. the Wi-Fi here at KOL Camp, they need to get their shit together and start paying the internet bill <laughs> a little quicker. It stopped working, so we just based it off the service that I had, and it got great. It was great streaming for the yeah. half an hour that we watched it for. And if it was a cable channel, we would not be able to do that. We you were know? watching um, Legends of Wrestling about the uh, Monday Night War. Which we'll get into that in a little bit, yeah. If you're subscribed to the WWE Network, is is a clusterfuck of information. That's all, that's all you That's get. what I've gotten from you. <laughs> I haven't watched That was the first ever Legends of Wrestling I've watched. Great program, great program. So the Monday Night Wars, and you've said this before, and I've heard a lot of people say it's not just you, in that the Monday Night Wars that we've seen, everything there is to see about the Monday Night Wars, okay? We've seen everything about ECW, the reunions have been done a million times over, WCW, you read the book, you watched the, the, the shows, All everything the content, there is. Yep. You know there everything there is to know, to the point where the upcoming show, and I'm personally excited for it, but you said, you know, you've seen it all. Yeah. So the upcoming show really isn't anything new. But that being said, though, you were also very excited to start watching, of all the Legends of Wrestling shows that are on there, you wanted to watch that one specifically. Um, so talk about that a little bit. All right. Well, for any, anyone who is a wrestling, a professional wrestling fan at the moment knows that everyone talks about 1998. The Being the best era, year ever. Just, just like it's some far away, Ask ma- the magical internet, yeah. place. So, <laughs> yeah. so really, it's it, what you see is what you get. Every, the, the Attitude Era... 
even JR commented and said they were the glory days of professional wrestling. Yep, it was. So when when you look at it from that perspective, the smart business decision mm-hmm. is to make as much content about that era as possible. Yep. Unfortunately for people it's like myself, yeah. people like you, that's all that's all our influx can take. And honestly, I, I've shifted my views more like I, I, I took a larger interest in the nineteen seventies and Texas wrestling WCCW. But the attitude era um, it, it really it really was the glory days of professional wrestling. And when the reason I chose to watch that episode is because um, it, it was a great episode of Legends of Wrestling. They Eric Bischoff and Michael Michael uh, PSAs had a great uh, back and forth back verbal and forth. exchange. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. And as much as much as I hate you know really being bombarded with Attitude Era like. Uh, Even if you did grow up in the attitude, I mean, I think it gets to a point like I've seen this enough. You know yeah. what I mean? It loses its it loses its not mystique, but you know what I mean? Like hey. it just being special. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen on the WWE Network how many times I've seen Scott Hall cut his invasion shooters invasion. Mike Tyson going after Ross. Exactly. Great moments. It doesn't no, take exactly. with him at all. And but. with the upcoming Monday Night War um, show that the WWE Network is going to be adding very soon, actually, um, I would be. Excited to watch that only if they did a different spin on it. Maybe had some interesting commentary on the side some, on the Monday Night War on, show. on some ins, some inside information that maybe I don't get from watching Legends of Wrestling, watching mm-hmm. Countdown. Um, so, but if they're if they're just you know replaying clips of you know, of the Ma- old DVDs, Medusa dropping the women's championship yeah, in the trash, yeah. and I mean like that's cool and all, but I'm gonna change the channel. So. I watched the sneak peek. I couldn't watch it live, but I found a website that had it, and it did show, you know, the clips. All the Lex the Luger, the Medusa, and it was only the first episode. I'm surprised they're going to be able to make a whole series out of this. Because you can make an hour documentary on this, and every episode is an hour long. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of interesting stuff about it that I didn't even know. Like the whole, I was talking about this before, they had a Billionaire Ted segment that made fun of Macho Man by calling him Nacho Macho Man, Hulk Hogan in a, in a walker and stuff like that. It was entertaining, too, and WWF took shots at, at, at Ted Turner in the WCW, and it was hilarious stuff, and I never knew that happened. You know, we've been watching for six, seven, eight years, and I just ne- I never knew about that yeah. before. So it, it does have an interesting take on it and a lot of new footage from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a lot of the same stuff that you see on Countdown and stuff. But it's interesting because a lot of stuff that you see on Countdown is other interviews. Like, you know that Greatest Factions Countdown that they had? Yeah. They came out with the Greatest Faction DVD. I checked it out. It's the same stuff. Same stuff. Every, all the footage, the interviews. I'm like, they, they only throw in matches that weren't even notable. Yeah. Like, they throw in Nexus versus, like, Team Cena from an episode of Raw. Not even from SummerSlam. That, you know that, what I mean? that right there is the WWE bowing down to the almighty dollar. Yes, exactly. People they want to milk it out. People who are not subscribed to the WWE Network who don't get to see the countdown. Exactly. Yeah. Will buy this DVD. But, I mean, what they did in Countdown in 52 minutes is mm-hmm. probably what better than whatever they did in this DVD. It was. It was, absolutely. The shorter, the sweeter. The, count, the, the DVD is like I, six hours. And Countdown is also one of my favorite programs on the network. Yeah, network. we'll get, yeah, yeah, Considering yeah. It, is, it is so concise and it is numerical and it is as much as the voting is skewed and that's not the, <laughs> kind that's, of ridiculous. That's not the points. selling point of the show to see it's, what was ranked number one yeah, but, because we know it's going to be BS. But it's, it's, it's. It's a nice spin, and you do, you do get some nice commentary. You do, you do. From uh, some of the uh, superstars. You do. So we talked about Countdown. You just gave your thoughts on that. I think Countdown's great. I've seen every episode of that since it debuted back in February with the network when it was unveiled. And that's been happening for a long time, because I remember when the network was first rumored, when it first, you know, news broke that they'd be having this, this show on there, 
they issued all the polls and whatever. So those polls date back to years ago. Yeah. And I just saw polls, you know, like the greatest general managers of all time and stuff like that. And um, I don't know when season one wraps up, but I'm going to be sad when it does because they're doing a season two at the moment and they're going to be filming it. But, yeah, so we talked about Countdown. Mm-hmm. You just gave your thoughts on Legend of Wrestling. Yeah. So getting into every other aspect of the of the WWE Network here, you don't need to go in-depth with everything. So I'm sure a lot of the stuff you don't watch and I don't watch, but you can give your brief two thoughts. You can even say don't watch it. It doesn't even matter, you know. Just talk as much as you want to. We'll talk about each of the aspects here, okay? All right. Every aspect of the WWE Network. Breaking this down completely. How many months later this thing came back out in February? It's July. Five months later, okay? And this, a lot of this stuff has been on there since the beginning, but on-demand pay-per-views. Okay, and I'm talking about the archive stuff. Okay. What are your thoughts on those? Well, the, was that a selling point of the network for you? Oh, 100%. Now, was that the selling point? Absolutely not. Yep. Was that a selling point? Of course. It was a nice bonus. Uh, I mean, you and I had many conversations about this. Um, it, it is it is great, and we we're, ta- we're talking about being able to go back into history, mm-hmm. just take all, being a sponge, just taking all that media in, all that content. So it's be- great. Being able to go back to 1998, watching St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Big like, <laughs> show debut, when, when's, exactly. When's, when's, when's the last time you can do that? You can do that whenever you want. Going to Great American Bash 2006, just watching, you know, some great matches. It's different, because with YouTube and whatever, I know you can go back and watch that stuff anyway, but you can't watch an entire pay-per-view in its entirety, and even if you can, it's different. It's HD quality stuff. You can pause it, rewind it, um, go to certain points. Like, if you go to some pay-per-views, it says, you know, fast forward to this point where uh, Triple H wins a WWE title. You know, those those little bullet points, you know, checkpoints or whatever. So I thought I think those are great. I've watched maybe well over a dozen shows in the last couple of years. The one night stand shows, you know, you oh, said five, you watched those six, yeah. great shows, awesome. you know. So I think those are a great tool for you know now we finding talk, out information. We, we talked about the archive of pay per views being a selling point, but not the selling point. Because DVDs are like ten bucks, and exactly. you're getting all of that. You're getting every pay per view ever for ten bucks a month. Now that that is great, but. What you and I talked about was the selling point. Yeah, is, we'll get into is, that right which now. Which is why I, why I urge everyone to, to get the network. Not only because I'm tired of hearing Michael Cole plug it on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> because of WWE superstars, obviously. <laughs> and NX, and, uh, and main event. <laughs> Please buy the network. Michael Cole, you are so annoying. Yeah. Stop plugging it. Anyway. It's not his fault, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I know we just take an order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what you got, what you and I talked about of being the selling point is ten bucks a month. You get thirteen pay per views for the entire year, including WrestleMania. Including WrestleMania. I, I'm not. I'm no longer paying sixty five bucks to yep. watch now to watch a lackluster pay per view. I'm, I'm paying ten bucks a month. If I hate it, I can I can flip it off and finish it tomorrow. Exactly. I don't have to. I don't have to pay sixty five bucks. Not like it. Go to bed. Never see it again. Yeah. So waste all that money for nothing. That that is. The selling point, the absolute, you can't ask for anything better than that. And this is coming from two people that aren't, we're hardcore fans, but in the sense, I'm not talking about hardcore that, and I, I do give money to WWE, I buy my merch, we go to the shows, yeah. and we'll get to that a little while, and that we went to the Raw that we went to, an amazing yeah. experience, absolutely. But I'm not going to pay, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay $60, and that's not even me, I mean, we're at the age that our parents are going to pay for most yeah. of it, you know? They're not going to dish out $60 a month, especially if the event isn't all that good. You expect me to dish out sixty bucks for Battleground? It's a good mm-hmm. card on paper. Don't get me wrong, or for 
night of champions or whatever it is, you know. So it depends on what the pay per view is. I'm not going to dish out sixty bucks every single month for that, exactly. but. Absolutely, for ten dollars a month, you get all that archive stuff, including the live pay per views. Every single pay per view. Some of the live streaming isn't great, you know. So most of the time, it's good. It's improved a lot. A lot of it depends on your internet connection. It does. Which is what, which is my original problem when I first uh, <laughs> yeah. bought the network. Graham, you came over a couple times, wanted to watch some stuff on my PlayStation Three, yeah, yeah. and we didn't have uh, we didn't have great luck. And a funny story, actually, we, we called the WWE uh, network hotline. The help we did. Line, yep. And uh, I'm not knocking any of the employees. Like God bless you all, but we got the most broken English Middle Eastern woman <laughs> I could ever I, I could ever anticipate. I mean, yep. this, as 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 stereotypical as it is, I yep. could not understand her. But basically, she was telling me that uh, I need I need the connection speed of point, or three. I forget. I don't know what the unit of connection. It's some like I needed three language that we won't even understand. And my you know? connection was point three three, so I was yeah. well under what I needed to watch the WWE Network successfully. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was it was a mess, but I, I upgraded my internet connection, and I'm enjoying every second of it. It's now. been great. So yeah, absolutely, the live pay per views for me as you as well are definitely the selling point of the WWE Network. They've all been great, too. I mean, Payback, Extreme Rules, I know you said you didn't watch them, but on paper they were... I, 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 I didn't watch them live. I did go back and watch, well, watch a couple matches. The beautiful thing about it is that it's all archived. Minute 11.06, whatever time the pay-per-view goes off the air, go back and, go watch, back and watch it, it exactly. immediately. The next day, if you're working or something, that happened to me with, uh, with Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank... I don't know if we're transitioning to that topic right now. You could talk... You want to talk about the entire pay-per-view? Well, I mean, that that that's kind of, you know... It's old news now, but I mean, I just want to say that was the first. Other than uh, I didn't WrestleMania, watch, I didn't watch WrestleMania on the network because you I didn't. Was, I was having problems with it. Remember the Indian lady I was talking about? <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't. That was after though. No, that was during that my internet. Oh, that was trouble. that when we went to the NEW show in March. Well, my internet connection trouble was plagued, plagued me during WrestleMania, and uh, I, I did, so you bought it. I did the old-fashioned way. I gave Vince McMahon sixty-five dollars. In addition to your other and, sixty dollars, in addition to the ten dollars I'm already paying every <laughs> yeah. month. Not watch it. Yeah. I, I still have WrestleMania 30 on my DVR, even though I can watch it whenever I want on my yeah. cell phone. So, good point. But so what were we getting out here? Money in the Bank, uh, money, right? I, I, money in the Bank. That was the first uh, pay per view I watched on the WWE Network, live or archive. Live. I watched it every second live, and yep. as as good as it was, um, there were some there were some low points. Um, it, it had its high points, as any pay per view does. I just think the undercard. As opposed to other, you know, in a comparison to other pay-per-views, was extremely weak. Okay. Comparison to Payback. I know you said you didn't watch those pay-per-views, but to me, I mean, watching those and watching Money in the Bank. And Money in the Bank is always good. No exception with this show. I just thought, it pal- first of all, paled the comparison to past installments. And you can't right. do anything. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that point, but as far as undercard, I would say that it was a solid... Show. Could have been better. I'm not I saying mean, it was terrible. I mean, my main complaint with the pay-per-view overall was going to sleep during the main event, and uh, it could, I didn't, that, that wasn't the favorite. I, I thought the bet. What was your favorite of the of the two ladder? Well, matches? obviously it would have been contract the, match, the briefcase ladder yeah, match, easily. Because you got you have committed committed workers in that match. You have the taking, star power in the main event, taking. Amazing bumps that you could. Kofi Kingston, oh my, dude. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins with the back oh bump, dude. Matt Hardy actually did take that bump before, as much as I marked when I saw it. Many bump, years ago, yeah, but Matt, it was so Matt awesome. Matt Hardy innovated that bump. He uh, did, yeah. yeah I know you're stronger than death, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I would say the undercard was 
probably stronger than what was the main event. I mean, if you consider Del Rio a main eventer these days. Del Rio, but, uh, that was awkward. Who, the Usos, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper. Stole they, the show. They tore the house Stole down, the show. And they, this Sunday, they're having the, uh, um, by the time it's airs, it's already old news. <laughs> uh, two at Battleground, I'm sure they had a great match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If not, we'll go back and edit that out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, this is one of the more pleasant, it's one of the more pleasant expectations I have when turning on WWE programming. Yep. Seeing the Usos and uh, great, the Wyatt great thing, team, man. down, and I and I know I did listen to one of your WrestleRants earlier, and you were saying that it was getting kind of stale to you. But I mean, I figure they they do their do their one last run at Battleground. If no, no, no. This is uh, this is what I think. I said I think the fact that they're facing each other gets stale. The fact their matches uh, don't get ne- never stale. stale. Never stale. Absolutely not. And coming, this is especially coming off the heels of WWE just recently having one of the greatest eras for tag team wrestling. Yes. I mean, uh, only a couple short months ago. And they just split up all the teams, which uh, is a shame. Na- it's na- not in a terrible state, but it's just not as strong as it once was. I mean, nothing. Nothing will be worse than. 2009. When, yeah, yeah. When, when the tag team division was Tyson Kidd and David Art Smith. Oh, 2010, 2010. 2010, I apologize. Yeah. And that's all <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Chris Jericho, you, were, you had a great tag team. I'm and sorry. They, dropped, they dropped the titles to who it was, uh, Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre yeah. yeah. and the core and the yeah, Nexus. That was, just, that was all terrible. I mean, <laughs> I've suppressed yeah. those memories. Yeah. Um, but... It, it will never be as bad as it was then. It was. True. Good point. Good point. The Usos are, are red hot. You know, the Wyatt family... Titles are no titles, man. Uh, I, I, I love... They, they tear down every time they're in the ring. And I would say that that was probably... the the under, uh, Talking about the undercard, I would say that I... That was the undercard. Everything else I didn't like. Well, I mean, they had the Rusev Biggie. That was I, good. I, I pissed through. I went to the bathroom. I know, but, but Summer versus... Summer Ray versus Layla was what bothered me personally. Oh, that was terrible. That, I hate that. That was unnecessary. But can I can I say from someone Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus Ryan Axel too was dumb. Oh, that that was that was also just, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. From someone who believes all right, and this this might get me some heat in the future. But for someone who believes that women have no place in professional wrestling, all right, bring back the Nitro girls. But for someone who believes that yeah, yeah. that the Divas matches are legitimate bathroom breaks, uh, Naomi and Paige had a great match and that's that was a very that, good I was entertained from bell to bell and this I I I I can't believe I watched in the first place but I was I was significantly impressed with the ability of Naomi and I I, I was kind of rooting her, rooting for her towards the end but uh great match by by any comparison all right but uh that was a great match, and then they, they went into, eventually they went into the uh, briefcase ladder match, which I think stole this job. That was a great match as well, yes. I think that was the highlight of the night, and you know, after that, really the entire mood of the show just kind of died down a little bit, but uh, yeah. and the, the main event was slower than expected. They had that one crazy Cesaro hanging it was from, a, hanging too, from yeah. a cliff spot. And yeah, and then, the, uh, yeah, was it the titles that you're talking about, or was No, when the they ladder? were teetering on the ladder. Yeah, with, and, with Cesaro, that was awesome. I mean, that, that was innovative, I've never seen that, but yeah. I mean... The, the finish of that match was god Yeah, awful. he took it with Kane and Orton. Oh, John, I, Kane and Orton provided no offense. Typical or, Cena or fashion, defense. yeah. I mean, and then Michael Cole with the controversial uh, Cena's the greatest WWE champion Yeah, yeah. We can go on for hours oh, yeah. on and that. And this, this paper you have been, what, a month ago now? So yes. We, we should move on to more a little more relevant. Rel- yes. Right but I want to talk about just this real quick. This is not on my list of things to talk about. You did mention it, though. Paige and Naomi had a kick-ass match at Money in the Bank. And the scary thing is that I think the matchup between AJ and Paige at Battleground, by the point, by the time this airs, we already, it already happened, yeah. 
that could be even better. And listen to this real quick, because I noticed that I noticed this at the Raw that we went to. Paige and AJ. Look at all the Divas stories we have right now. Yeah. Paige and AJ. The split of the Funkadactyls. Mm-hmm. Cameron and Naomi. Um, uh, you have Nikki and Bree. Nikki and Bree working with Stephanie. Yeah. And Summer Rae and Layla. Which I hate that feud, but it's something. I mean, exactly. They're on TV. and uh, Every week. They, they're, and the Alicia Fox, something. you know, the crazy girl gimmick, whatever that thing was, I don't know. But <laughs> they have stories in the division. Exactly. And there's good matches. I mean, there, were, there was a short time recently where they just ripped Divas off television for a yeah? while. Well, so, I mean, I, I thought AJ and Caitlyn had a great thing going. Like, that was one of the best feuds. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's really not saying much because we haven't had much since, like, Mickey and Beth left, but... <laughs> Obviously. Consider, considering that we're working with nothing here, we have no point of reference for the Divas Division. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the height of it being Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah, I'd both say, retired at the same time. I'd say they're at a good point with the Divas Division where I trust that they will, they'll put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. So we'll go from there, from Money in the Bank, and I want to get back to the WWE Network for a second. This is where we get into the kind of stuff that, like the small stuff that's on the network. It's re- kind of really pointless, and that I, both you and I don't watch. I watch some of this stuff, and I'm sure I, I'm pretty positive that you don't. But Raw and SmackDown, pre and post shows, what are your thoughts on this? I actually talked about this in the most recent edition, and I, but I want to get your thoughts on it right. real quick. So I share, you and I, we share, we share some opinions. We disagree on most, but um, I, I agree with you on the fact that Raw is a three-hour program. Yes. All right? I, albeit the first hour is usually pointless, but... um. Raw is a three-hour program. I really don't care to hear what Alex Riley has to say for another half hour. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it's not actually his opinion. It's what they give him to say. All right, well... Like, I'm... him and Booker, they all like, a, can you please pick this guy, pick this guy, and just give it... Uh, I don't know, personally. It's... it's, it's I mean, trust me, I'm, I, I can barely get through Raw. I'm, I'm, I'm it's not... It's three hours. Uh, yes. To add an extra... Hour and a half, and uh, you know, hour. To to the credit of the WWE, I feel like two hours isn't would would be unfair at this point. I feel like they can't go back. I it's feel like, like the WWE as long as three hours is, I think two hours is unjust. I think that it needs to remain three hours. It has earned that credit of being. Three you can't hours. go back. It's like the network. You can't go back. So I mean, you can't. Just the extra half. I think. They're doing all these budget cuts now. I mean, a, a, a great budget cut would be get rid of Raw, post-show, pre-show, whatever. Yeah. Uh, going from three hours to two hours for anyone curious is not a budget cut because they get so much revenue as it is mm-hmm. with three hours with other commercials and whatever, like yeah. the dumb Sonic shit exactly. that you see. That's because that's, you can thank Sonic for the three hours <laughs> because of that, you know? Yeah. Twisted T. Yeah, exactly. The Twisted T with Adam Rose and Santino. Comical. Which is at the Raw that week. Yeah, so we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into oh. that. But yeah, I love Alex Riley. Booker T can be funny at times, but the pre and post shows, I just don't... Th- there's nothing, like, groundbreaking on there. No. It's not like CM Punk went on there and no. had his pipe on promo on there. No. Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know? No. So. They're, they're unnecessary at best. Yes, no. yes. And they did actually, speaking of budget cuts, they used to film them... At the arena themselves. Exactly. And they now, cut that out, and now they film it at the headquarters. Yeah. Because they don't want to fly in those Stanford. guys in. In Stanford, exactly. So maybe we can, you know, crash one of them and say hi to Alex Riley, <laughs> and, you know, one of these days. But, yeah, I don't watch those. Um, what about the Raw and SmackDown replays? So, I'm... Not, 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 not more so the replays, but episodes of Raw and SmackDown being available on the network. I'm the type of... Unless you're talking about a very memorable Raw... Uh, like April eighth, two thousand thirteen, which is 
to this date one of my favorite Raws ever. The night after WrestleMania. WrestleMania 29. Great Raw. Oh, last year. Okay, hot, I'm hot. thinking this year, too. Well, that, it's always a hot crowd. I, always, uh, always. 20, 29, that crowd was amazing. But um, Last year, too, I thought was great. Well, they, they always, I, I, I think especially. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, unless there's a memorable Raw like that, I'm not really going to go into the archives and you know just kind of look for something like... I mean, unless they present something on the live stream, on the scheduled programming, like a best of Raw from, like, you know, 99, like a great Raw from 99, like, I might watch they that. They do that sometimes, that the they do. Best of Raw, best of Smack, unless they do that kind of thing, I'm honestly not going to go deep in the archives and, you know, look for something, but, uh... You know, they have the Raws up there that had the memorable moments. They don't just have the moment, they have the entire Raw. Exactly. Like, when Steph, when, uh, not Stephanie, when the chain bought WCW, that yeah, entire they, Raw from March 11th up there. I actually just watched the, uh, July, it was July or June 2002, when, uh, Jeff Hardy went up against The Undertaker. Oh, really? Championship. That was, That's on there? Yeah, that, that was just on the best of Raw, and they had, uh... Lesnar working with Ric Flair. Seen this debut night in O two when he debuted against Angle. That matches that shows on there on SmackDown. Best of SmackDown. Yeah. So, I mean, other other than those, I I'm really not going deep into the archives looking for you know anything. Yeah, there's some episodes of Raw like after every thirty days they upload Raws. Like I would go back and watch the Raw after this year's Mania. Mm-hmm. That was a great show. O twenty twelve, O twenty thirteen, like you said before, all the Raws. Like I said. After 30 days in SmackDown, or uploaded after 30 days onto the network, but also every Raw dating back throughout 2012 and 2013, they're all on there for some reason. But 2011, there was like nothing, which I thought there were a lot of good Raws. We were yeah. talking before, like when Punk returned, yeah. Summer of Punk. I would go back and watch that shit because oh, I thought. Almost definitely. Yeah, I think even though that it wasn't a strong year as a whole, and I was telling you this yesterday, but I thought it was my favorite year. With for, it, I, I just the, have so many memories of it, company, you know? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That, Even, that that's definitely a, that would definitely be a biased um per- preference there. But yeah. um, like I said, if there's a if there's a memorable moment such as the pipe bomb or punk returning uh, yeah. eight days after SummerSlam, or uh, yeah, Money in the Bank, yeah, after Money in the Bank, I apologize. And, um, well, even the sh- even the shitty stuff from that year, I just have memorable moments yeah. of it. You know, and, it's just a fun year, I guess. I don't know. But uh, if if there's something memorable like that. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. But I mean, as far as you saying that they haven't really updated content or added content from, and they will I'm, after. I, I'm assuming they will. I, I, after the renewal day, I'm assuming that's what's been rumored. I can't imagine Nitros how, too. How good of a strategy that is. If like if I'm disappointed because I can't watch, I'm not going to subscribe bomb, again. I wouldn't subscribe again. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. As, as much as they they probably don't want to give everything up front. But exactly. I, I don't know how good of a business strategy that is. Very good point. Up next, WWE main event. Do you watch it? <laughs> Graham, I love the WWE. I hate WWE main event. <laughs> Do you really? I, I can't stand it. Some of it is very good, though. So they I have can, some good matches on there sometimes. I, I, I can barely get through. Like, I feel I feel like a... No, the, just because I, you don't watch it doesn't make you not a fan. I feel, I feel like a smart saying this. No, I but mean, it's true. I watch I watch SmackDown on Saturdays and Raw on Tuesdays. You don't have yeah. to watch it. I'm just saying... I, I, I mean, I, that's the way it is. I, I went, <laughs> yeah. uh, Wednesdays, you'll, if you catch me watching main event, is it Wednesdays or Thursdays? Tuesdays is live, yeah, that one. All right, well, I, I apologize to whoever's doing creative on main event. I'm sure you're doing a great job, but uh, you're, not, you're not getting my eyes. I apologize. Well, if you've already said that, I think the next one isn't even... Uh... Oh, NXT? Superstars. Oh, what is that? <laughs> WWE superstars. Yeah. Good times, man. Uh, you know, you know when I watch developmental talent. 
No, the, yeah, that's no, what no, we're going to get into next. Do you know when I'll watch them? When? When they're megastars on the, on the main roster. So you don't watch NXT? I, I, I may... We're getting to that now. I may have uh, watched TakeOver, only because I heard rave reviews about it. was it. very good. And As was Arrival, <laughs> man. If you didn't like, you didn't like. I'm not I saying feel it. like a smart. I feel like a smart. Just because you didn't like it doesn't mean you get the bad. I, I, I was, I was, I was bored. You don't have to be enjoyed. Who, who, who I like Neville. I like Adrian Neville. Adrian I, Neville. I think he's very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Zayn El Generico is great too. I mean, there there are some highlights, but I mean, Gamacho, Gaspacho. He's gone now too. He got fired. <laughs> oh my! Last month. How yeah. are you doing, Gamacho? Gamacho. Um, Gamacho. Yeah. Gamacho. Uh, whatever. And then yeah, Ricardo Rodriguez doing El Local. El, yeah. El Bacho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking about that with the guy, the pro health thing today. He, the, the guy, uh, John Soto. How you doing? He had great things to say about Ricardo Rodriguez under different aliases. Wasn't his best night. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that much. Probably. Had one or two before. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I would much rather watch NXT, because I think they're doing great things down yeah, there. Yeah, they are, they than, are. Than Superstars are Oh, no, absolutely, I agree. Much I think better. NXT, at times, can be better than Raw, I think. I think they that's have good storylines, too. That's a bold statement. No, I'm saying at times. You're only saying that because William Regal's comments. Well, because he's on there, okay. Now, but that's not the sole reason. They have good stories, like Tyson Kidd's doing some... Awesome stuff down yeah. there. Like he's an underrated guy that I think they could be. He's, done a, he's well. a workhorse who should be insulted because he's not being used. Yeah, oh I mean, Justin Gabriel did some good things down there. He is. Prone, but. He is. Tyson Kidd, yeah, he is. He is. So. Legends House, and I know you've talked so to I, me about this various times in the you're past. You're bringing up everything that I do not. I'm watch. listening to everything that's on the network. That dude. is, you are making me look like the biggest <laughs> smart right now. Legends House, dude. I, I watched the first episode the night it premiered. I got through the first half hour when they were doing the challenge about visiting the neighbors. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not entertained. Who like, showed up? What uh, was that guy's dude, name? I don't know. I got through the first half hour. I was watching Jimmy Jimmy Hart. I don't forget who his partner was. It was probably like Atlas or something. But I, Probably Tony Atlas, I was yeah. so bored. I mean, like, they're trying to pull this off as, like, a reality show. Like, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If wrestling's scripted, how are you going to sell me a reality <laughs> show? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Very good point. So, Legends House, not your favorite show. No, not not by any stretch. I think the first episode was a little slow. Pilots always are, but I think it got better. I was an avid viewer. I enjoyed it. I, w- I would have to go back and watch you know, the the, su- the subsequent episodes. To If anything, I would suggest going back and watching the final few episodes. Okay. They had some like revelations about one another where like Pat Patterson came out as gay. Officially. Like, you know. How, you know. You know. You didn't know? <laughs> John's <laughs> making... Motions. Wait a second. What? You think that Pat Patterson was gay? <laughs> what? Oh my god. I, I can't do this right now. I'm crying. Do you want to turn this off or something? No, I wanna, oh my god. Are you really that shocked? Uh, no, good for Pat. I just they they don't they don't put that on their commemoration <laughs> yeah. They don't put that on their programs or anything. You didn't know Pat Patterson was gay. Was that common knowledge? Dad, Dad, John, this, I almost said, I try to say dude, John, this has been common knowledge for like the last 40 years. It's the biggest open secret in wrestling. Get out of I, here. I first found out who Pat Patterson was, like I learned who he was years ago, 
But I didn't oh, find out God. he was gay until like maybe 2010, 2011 or oh, something like that. I had no clue. And for, for someone, this is a guy that on Twitter a couple of weeks ago I was just gonna say this asked me, for those oh, what, what country is he born in? What, what year was he born in? He doesn't even know he was gay. For those of you who think that I have no clue what I'm talking about and Graham just pulled me aside because I have a brief knowledge of wrestling, <laughs> Pat Patterson was born in 1940 in Montreal, Canada. All right, He started his wrestling career in 1958 and formed one of the greatest tag teams in the world with Ray Stevens. All right, his first, The first territory of work was in San Francisco. So, I know a lot about Pat Patterson, man. He knows his social security <laughs> number, but he doesn't know he was gay. He's an AB blood type. I have no <laughs> clue that blood was being... Tra- oh my well, that's God. what you're missing out on Legend House, man. That's oh, what you're missing I'm, out on. That is amazing. Go back I'm and watch it. Right he now. was crying when, it, when he Pat, came Pat, out. I love He's Pat a great Patterson. dude. He's saying, um, my way, on the last on the last episodes of Legend's House, Jimmy Hart, a very hilarious guy, he was saying that his daughter passed away. Yeah, just like two or three years ago, man. They were breaking down and crying. Oh, my. Tony Atlas was talking about how he was homeless, and then some woman pulled him aside and gave him a warm home. If he was out in the cold any longer, he would have died. The lady that took care of him became his wife. Dude. I gotta, I gotta watch. So it's a great show. Ask, Go watch man. the final. Can I, can, you I go, ask, can I ask? Can I ask? Now, in the least homophobic way, I'm, I'm no, I'm no, by no means. No, no, yeah, I hear you. I'm a very accepting guy. Yes. How did Pat Patterson come out on, on Legends House? They had a little round table All right. where each of them gave like their darkest secret or something like that. Because they they, everyone knew Pat Patterson was gay, obviously, except for you. <laughs> I, I'm out in the cold. Room. But they wanted him to officially come out because he's never come out before. And so everyone went around the table saying the things that I just told you, like, you know, whoever passed away. Like, Jim Duggan had his wife or daughter pass away. It was pretty it's intense pretty stuff. Dark, yeah. yeah, and then Pat Patterson was like, said, I'm gay. And Mean Gene, you know, he Mean Gene has been has been one of his best friends for years, and he knew, and he knew about his partner. And did he anyone, pa- did his anyone, partner passed away. Did anyone not know? Everyone pretty much knew. All right. So then, that, how is that his deepest darkest secret? Nobody's never come out. Like he wanted to officially, officially let it off his chest, out. you know? Right. Yeah. So. Oh my. It was interesting. And now I love. Started Pat, crying. I love Pat Patterson is great. He, yeah. He was in, back in the sixties, one of the greatest of all time. Great man. hand, first Intercontinental Champion. I'm just, Rumble winner I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm in shock because, not that my 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 view of him is has been skewed. It's just I I feel like I don't know him as well as I thought I did. Yeah. That, that makes me have you know, doubt in myself. Well, you can always know everything about like what they did inside the ring, oh, that, but that's nothing that you would learn on Legends House, no. obviously. Because like that, I said, that's the first. And isn't that really what matters? And it doesn't and, matter. In the world of professional wrestling, isn't what I mean, no. Well, Darren I, Young's gay? Who if gives a John shit? Cena came out as gay, I, I, I could, I could care Who cares? Less, but I mean, it, in, in the world of professional wrestling, it's what they do in the ring. It's interesting, though. Yeah, that, yeah it is very interesting. That is, I, I, oh my. <laughs> I'm yeah. flabbergasted. From there, I'll move on to the next thing. That, well, I think we can just skip over the Slam City. Ever, ever seen an episode? Uh, I watched a couple. Of, <laughs> I, I, I watched I, every I, episode. I skipped. I skipped. Zero like a minute and a half. Watch Slam City. Now I watch. They only give the previews on the WWE Network. Am I right? No, they're the full they ones. They the full episodes. I watched. They're a minute and a half long. Th- those are the full episodes. Two minutes long. They're like. I thought they had like a half hour thing going on. No, like, no, 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 no. So yeah, I watched the like minute twenty nine thing of Kane. Doing, yeah, yeah. I the cafeteria. I don't, are those are those supposed to be enjoyable? Or, I don't. Know are they saying. actually supposed to be enjoyable? Uh, is what what is Mr. McMahon's goal with Slam City? Is he- I think probably to sell some action figures or something. All maybe right. um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe to. 
push I, kids and check out the night. I don't know what child would pick that over a nice Maytel action figure of Kane, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not really sure exactly. That's a good point. I, mentioned man, it. Man. I think to drive it to, they have their own website where you have to, like, go to. Maybe they want to drive traffic for that. I don't know. But this week in WWE... Um, it's a recap show they do on the weekends. I've never seen. I, I was actually thinking um, instead of watching well, SmackDown well, or something. Well, I, I would never miss SmackDown. Are you kidding me? I hear you. Um, I was thinking prior to the network coming out. This was in early February. I was thinking how how innovative would it be to have a sports center yep. for wrestling? Like, yes. You know, and I'm not talking about that. I, th- I think that's what this weekend WWE tries to accomplish. Yeah. In a in a in a different kind of capacity. But uh, I I'm, I usually don't miss you know what's going what's going on in Raw or SmackDown so it's not even like like an internet kind of thing like if you go to an internet dirt sheet it's it's what it's what they're being told to say so. yeah storyline stuff what's happened on Raw and SmackDown yeah, not so even like breaking news or anything you know I'm, I'm the type of guy my week isn't complete if I miss Monday Night Raw like, yeah whether I watch it on Monday Tuesday Wednesday I got that it. kind of stuff is I full got, recaps I have to watch Monday Night Raw, you know so. so I don't need a recap I can make my own opinions on the product. I could see, I would love to see them do like a daily thing in the morning, like a sports center, like you said. That would be amazing. But it doesn't have to be like an hour long, it could be like a half an half hour, hour recap of what's going on, you know, interviews with people. But what they were thinking about, I don't know if you've heard this or not, there were rumors going around a while ago that guess who they were going to bring in to host? This week in WWE? Or not, something like a, 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 like a morning show for the WWE. They were going to do it this summer, but um, talks fell through. And it never came to fruition. But guess who they're going to have to come in and host it? Who would this be? Jonathan Coachman. Coach. They're going to have the coach Coach. from ESPN. They're going to have a working agreement from someone, him being from ESPN. They're going to have him come in and do something with the WWE Network. And talks fell through for that? What? Talks fell through for that? Apparently, someone tweeted him and said, we would like you you to come in and do... uh, Someone asked, like a fan asked him, like, so are you going back to WWE or what? And he said... As of right now, no. He said that. But he said it months ago that he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to announce we've got a working relationship. I guess it just didn't work out. I mean, Coachman wouldn't make or break the... They could find a hundred different hands that could, you know, work a, a morning kind of talk show kind of thing. Oh, no, absolutely. But I'm just thinking that Coach... That, that would be... Him being from ESPN, or originally from WWE, and now being on ESPN, he'd be a great Absolutely. guy to fill the shoes. And you even have uh, Todd Grisham. Todd right? Grisham. Joe Coachman is miles better than Todd Grisham. I but mean, I, I I thought Todd Grisham was underrated. but uh, I don't think he was great. But like when Christian returned, he'd be like, it's Christian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you got Matt Stryker peeing his pants. So. Matt Stryker. But he was, Matt Stryker was a fan at heart. Todd Grisham wasn't terrible. I think he deserves a bit more credit. Matt Stryker, I think, was just so passionate that I think... I mean, I hated him because he was such a great heel in commentary. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's annoying as all hell. But he was passionate, and you can tell. Yeah. Like, when he got released, he didn't interview, he was crying. Really? He was so sad that he got released. I felt so bad for him. I mean, no one wants to hear a commentator saying, I'm marking out. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't do that. I mean, I would do that, but you can't, there's, There's a line between, you know, employee and... Being respectful. Like, would yeah. you go up to Undertaker and be like, oh, can I have your autograph? Like, if you work for the company, you know what I mean? No, no, you can't. Crazy. You have to stay professional. Exactly. So, that being said, though, so we go from this week in WWE to a show that I know you watch. These are when we get down to the nitty-gritty good stuff. Beyond, I'm sorry, WrestleMania Rewind. 
Rewind. I haven't watched this yet. I just It's not because I don't want to. I just haven't found the time, unfortunately. But, John, your thoughts on WrestleMania so Rewind? So, WrestleMania Rewind, I'm going to briefly relate it to going to a um, live WWE show. Okay. Now, the atmosphere at a live WWE show is really what sets it apart above and beyond one of the greatest experiences a professional wrestling fan you can have. Mm-hmm. But, for the professional wrestling fan, and the greatest part of watching the product is having it also narrated to you. Yep. Right? It's having someone be on a headset and telling you not only what's going on, but how to feel. Mm-hmm. Now transition to WrestleMania Rewind. Now I can watch any of these matches on the network. I can go back to any of these pay-per-views or any of these WrestleManias and watch the match. But to have Mean Gene Okerlund kind of give me the commentary and a little bit of a recap and what emotions were felt and even backstage... Um, you know, hidden hidden facts and secrets about what was going on while that arc was happening. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, um, it's it's a lot more rewarding as a fan to be able to have the commentary delivered to you and then watch the match. That way, it, you have the full effect. It feels like after the recap is given to you, it feels like that rivalry is happening right now, yep. like right in front of you, and you're watching the blow off at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that that is why I am. Very, I, I'm very uh, partial to um, to WrestleMania Rewind. Great, great show. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. So, uh, I pitched this to you a couple of weeks ago. You weren't too fond of the idea, but I want to get your thoughts. After WrestleMania Rewind, I mean, there's 30 years of WrestleMania. Yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. But what if they did a SummerSlam Rewind? <sighs> SummerSlam has been one of the biggest pay-per-views, second biggest at WrestleMania. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff. You and I were talking about it today that SummerSlam has really lost its, um, its, its, uh... I want to say well, that. Well, I, I Survivor I, Series has. I, I feel as though that SummerSlam being the second biggest pay-per-view of the year has lost kind of its its glory. I mean, it's 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 literally the, the six-month sister to WrestleMania. It is the other other half of the year. But it's always been great, though. The last few years, I think, have I been mean, great. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. I feel, though, that anticipation... Other than like last year's SummerSlam, great show, great card. Yeah. But leading up to SummerSlam, make you feel they, more special. They don't, they don't make it feel as special as it, it should. And that if they want to do a SummerSlam rerun, like obviously I'd watch it. They have great matches at SummerSlam, but I just feel as though that they wouldn't because they don't make it feel as special. Like WrestleMania is obviously the pinnacle. Always will be. Exactly. And they it's always, once Royal Rumble hits, you know, it's they don't Royal Rumble gets you know. The short end of the stick is once the Royal Rumble's there, it's WrestleMania season. Exactly. So, you're already but, looking forward to WrestleMania. But when, the Royal when, when June hits, it's not SummerSlam season. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I'm kind of like, well, as as great as SummerSlam is, it's not. It, I, it hasn't felt special to me in a long time. Mm. And I think that they would have to, you know, bring some honor and glory back to the back to the card, back to the show, and uh, go from there. Up next. Beyond the Ring. Beyond the Ring. WWE documentaries and it all. And have you seen every one? I've seen literally every second of every offered Beyond the Ring. Uh, apart from tonight, tonight's the debut of the Dusty Rhodes. As we speak, I mean, by the time this goes up, you never uh, know. Dusty Rhodes will be, that documentary will be very old. Yeah, old that. news, yeah. Uh, 
I have seen ev- literally every second of ever be on the ring. I lo- like I said I was like I said earlier I'm a sponge. I love taking in that yep. information. Yep. And it's so it's so convenient. I don't have to run to my local FYE or my local and Best rent Buy. rent it or buy it. Buy Even it. if you don't like it, like, it's, why did I just buy, buy this? Buy this DVD. It's yeah. literally at my fingertips. Yeah. Literally. It's it doesn't perfect. include the matches, of course, and that's okay. I don't think every DVD you need to watch the matches. No, no. The doc itself, especially the most recent ones, CM Punk, Triple H, Mick Foley. Mick Foley is a great been all tremendous. Great Your doc. favorite, not even, it doesn't even have to be on the network, but your favorite doc of all time. <laughs> or Or one, okay, I'll say this much. Favorite doc to check out? You, if you have to request three to a fan saying, what should I watch from Beyond the Ring? Request three. The uh, three that you've seen. Not um, including Rhodes because you haven't seen I'll just go it. from things offered on the WWE Network. I'll, I'll, get, I'll select three from there. Beyond the Ring, I'm Beyond talking the about. Beyond the Ring, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, CM Punk. Yes. Documentary. That's finally up. Finally. Great documentary. Um, throw in the Stone Cold. Okay. Steve Austin documentary. One more. And then finish it off with, I personally love this documentary. The AWA? The AWA documentary. Interesting fact. the AWA. Interesting. And that's me being um, very per- particular about um, the uh, television era. And finding new stuff to learn about, fi- you know? Finding new content, finding new, more about a product that I'm, I'm really passionate about. So, um... Triple H's Orton's, I mean, great stuff, very good documentaries, but... A lot of it is stuff you already know. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the biggest Triple H fan, go out and watch it by and by any means necessary. But Punk's, even Stone Cold, you know most about. Like Punk's, there's a lot of stuff in there that I never knew. Yeah. Like I didn't even know that he left his parents at such a young age and stuff like that. That's really interesting. But well, I mean, the NWA. I mean, if we're gonna be particular like that, where did Stone Cold even also go to high school? That's stuff like I never knew. Had in high school. I learned that because yeah. I watched the Stone Cold Exactly, DVD. exactly. Well, I mean, every DVD has new information. Exactly. Obviously. So that's why everyone, you have to take it with a grain of salt, and everyone yeah. is special on its own. And everyone but, likes you know, more than at, others. At, you just said everyone knows about Randy Orton. Did you guys know that I'm from Hamden, Connecticut, and Randy Orton once lived in Hamden, Connecticut? So did Rock. And that Dwayne Johnson also once lived in Hamden, Connecticut. And nope. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that watching the Randy Orton DVD, and holy crap. He lived in my town. Yeah, you learn a lot of things, and you learn something new every day. Yeah. So Beyond the Ring, definitely go check that out. Punk's DVD's up there. Triple H's, the AWA one. Dusty Rhodes, maybe that's going to be in your top three after you watch that. After I watch it, yeah. After you watch that pretty soon, yeah. Go out, go out of your way to watch big shows. <laughs> I, I watched <laughs> that. I mean, I didn't know he was a, the bas- was, I didn't know he was the basketball player. I knew that he was a basketball player. I did not know... That he was like broke for a while and then he had to eat toothpaste oh, on yeah, sandwiches. Put toothpaste on white bread. That was the only oh, thing I didn't know gosh. about Big Show. Everything else was like the giant WCW feud with Hogan. Okay. That's uh, it. One, like, one thing I didn't know, and it's actually a staple in uh, the Monday Night War, the Attitude Era uh, programming, is his uh, rivalry with Big Bossman and how uh, Big Bossman oh, yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, the he, father, uh, when he was. He, he uh, came to Big Show's dad's funeral yep. and uh, what did he do? He like. Uh, Put a cord in the casket. Yeah. And, and the family gave their blessing to him. They said it's okay because his but dad actually passed away. I didn't know that. No, but his dad passed away in 1992. Did you yeah. know that? So I, Long before it ever well, started. Yeah, and Big Show admitted that. I always saw, like, when whenever I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, Big Boss Man is ruthless. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, because he but thought he actually died. I, well, and I, just I, th- capitalized I knew, I knew he wasn't in the freaking casket, but I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, like, Big, big, like the poem he read on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I'm so glad your old man finally croaked and like, yeah. oh, like it happened. They're just capitalizing on and, it. Like when Jerry Lawler's mom passed away. 
Yeah, who, who was it? Uh, Michael Cole. Michael Cole. See, I'm glad your mom died. Like, that's well, that, a little tasteless. Well, that, that At least with Big Boss Man, it was an angle. I mean, I know it actually happened. That was like six years before yeah. that, you know? So. But, yeah, besides, aside from that, Big Show's documentary is not nah, really... Nah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, as much as I hate the Big Show, I, I mean, I hate the Big Show. You gotta, yeah, you gotta love the big show. You gotta love him. Everything, if I met, if I had get the chance to meet him, I would give him a big hug. Everything he's done for the business. Absolutely, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Up next, we already talked about Countdown, Legends of Wrestling. Actually, that's pretty much it. Anything else in the network that the you are? WWE Network. Buy it so they stop <laughs> plugging it. Yeah, is that, that is my plug. Buy it so we can all stop plugging it. Anything else in the network that you would subscribe or uh, suggest uh, people? Um, I know there's just like random episodes of like WCCW, ECW. WCCW. Uh, Saturday Night's Main Event. That's up now, Clash so. of the Champions. Yep. Total Divas. Talk a little t- about Total Divas. That wasn't that wasn't uploaded when I made this list of stuff to talk about. So and we were talking about this last night. So go ahead. I was I was in the um, category of men who thought that having a show like that could in no way benefit the business, could in no way be entertaining. Granted, it hasn't I, benefited the business. I, I give you that, but go I, ahead. I thought that it, there was just no no reason to watch it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. My my cousin Brian Elliott, how you doing? Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> He told me He watches it. Brian he, watches it he too. He told me he loved it. <laughs> he Brian. Me, he told me he would get off work early to go and watch the play. I love Brian. He still watches it to this day. It's still and, funny. And I was like, Brian, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian's a little out there. Um, but, yeah, the fact that he watched it. And, and then, I <laughs> so mean, they're, they're, they're lagging behind. They're, they, they just released the fourth episode of season one. We're going on season three. But I watched all four episodes that they put on the network. And I'm su- like pleasantly surprised. Did, yeah. it, it, show, it shows you the tr- uh, what I'm hoping is the true colors. You know, reality TV. These yeah, days. most of it's scripted, but it is entertaining. It, it's like I didn't know John Cena kind of had a prickish demeanor. Yeah, uh, I didn't. They, know. they could bring that out of him, but you never know. It's still entertaining. That's kind of the bottom line. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, the you didn't know that Tyson, Kidd and Natalia were married. Oh my gosh! Shall I just told you? Am I crazy? I swear to God, <laughs> I was watching the Hall of Fame, and I thought Natalia introduced Tyson Kidd as her either her sister. Oh, the red carpet or, ceremony yeah, thing. It was either her, she said, "This is my sister slash," or she said, "My best friend," and this is her fiance, Tyson Kidd. Because he's not on the main roster, so she, she, I remember she introduced him. Yeah. She met, I don't know if I was just, like, not paying attention. I I, I was like, wait, I thought she kind of was dating Tyson Kidd. But I might have totally just heard it, and she could have said, this is my sister and my fiancé. But I, I thought I heard her say, this is my sister's fiancé, Tyson Kidd. No, 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 they're actually married. You'll find that out by the end of the season. Right, but whatever. I was in the minor, I was in the majority as well, like, going into it. They plugged it so much last summer, and I'm like, this is giving me shit. Like, yeah. stop wasting their time with this. I remember that Miz TV segment. And exactly, and they had, yeah. Eva Marie debut, like, this yeah. is garbage. Slash. It's nothing like that, though. When they build it on TV to the t- Total Divas versus non-Total Divas, it's boring as all hell. Yeah. Like, I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. And they're straying away from that now, too, which I like. One fan I was actually talking to, the Raw we went to, he was yeah. like, it was when uh, their, the Funkadakos uh, finally split up. Finally. He was saying that... Can't hate Cameron. He was saying that uh, to to really understand these rivalries, you, like, you gotta you watch Total Divas, yeah. which is kind of cool, actually, because now, now they're not fighting for time 
on Monday Night Raw to get their their angles and stories out, but you can just turn on E and they have their their female version of Raw exactly, and you can find out exactly what's going on. And that way, when you watch Raw, it means a little something more than oh these girls hate each other exactly and just having random matches exactly. And what I've heard from people is that some of those female viewers that aren't wrestling fans that watch E for the like Kardashian show and whatever else is on the network. Public access. Yeah, but from watching that show, they start to watch Raw. Yeah. To see what happens with those people and John Cena. It gets more eyes exactly. More so I get I lied before when I said it didn't benefit the business. It does. But that's total divas for you. That's a WWE network. Like you said before, buy it so Michael Cole can Stop. shut the hell up. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, bottom line is that I love the WWE network. Suggest it to anybody. Um, I can't believe we talked for an hour about the, about the WWE yeah. Network, and then we haven't even scratched the surface. But on that note, though, this is only going to be part one of, of an, an interview that we're going to be having here on the show. Awesome. So we're going to be talking more in just a little bit. How far the, the second part will go, yep. we'll have to wait and see. Yep. With that being said, John, thanks for talking about the WWE Network. Thank you, Graham. Thank and for you those for having that, me. Absolutely, no problem. And those people that would like to listen to part two, it will be on next week's show. Tune in then for the next part of this exclusive interview. Yep. The fact that we went off this long with the WWE Network is so awesome. A lot, it says a lot about how long we talk about other random stuff. Yeah, exactly, stuff. exactly. But that being said, for those that are listening to today's show, and before they tune into next week's, John, Twitter, follow him, at Heal by Design. Heal by Design, any followers, please. <laughs> yeah. Create some conversation yeah. on Twitter by tweeting at Heal by Design. I'm at Russell Rant, Graham G. Matthews, and I'll catch you guys next week. All right, and that's going to do it for part one of my two-part interview with my very good friend, John, at Heal by Design from Twitter. Um, like I said earlier on in the show, we will be back with part two next week discussing the end of the streak at WrestleMania at the hands of Paul Heyman's client, Brock Lesnar, and the number one contender to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. We talk about CM Punk leaving the WWE. We talk about Batista, Sting. We talk about everything. The Shield splitting up. A lot of great conversations for next week's show. It's a great interview. Great sit-down talk with my friend John. Here's hoping we can reconnect before the end of the summer to talk more about the recent happenings in WWE. Like I said, this interview was filmed um, a little less than two weeks ago, so Battleground hadn't happened yet. These last two Raws hadn't happened yet. All the best stuff that's been happening in WWE, the road to SummerSlam, and Brock Lesnar had not been announced as the number one contender to the WWE World Heavyweight title. We just kind of assumed because we knew it was happening. But um, anyway, though, a lot of great talk for next week. Hope you enjoyed part one, and tune in for part two next week. But in the meantime, and in between time, you can check me out on Twitter at Russell Rant. You can find me on Facebook at Graham GSM Matthews. Bleacher Report, same thing, and YouTube, same thing. If you're listening to this show, more than likely it is on nextairawrestling.weebly.com. Make sure to check out the rest of the site for my reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, TNA Impact Wrestling, and everything else in between. A lot of great content here on the site. Make sure to check it out. And also make sure to spread the word on the show. New episodes are uploaded every single Tuesday. And like I said, next Tuesday, part two of my interview with John will be uploaded, maybe with some Raw thoughts included as well. So like I said earlier on in the show, if you want full thoughts on Raw, which is why I was unable to talk about here today, in my in, in full form anyway, I gave my brief thoughts in a nutshell, you can check it out here on the website, nextwrestling.weebly.com, under this Corner, the Raw review for July 28th, 2014. So with all that being said, folks, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week. I'm Graham Jason Matthews, and we'll see you then.